This is Jared Hawkins. I'm the student minister at Temple Baptist Church in Gainesville, Texas, and you're listening to the Live On Mission podcast. Welcome back to the Live On Mission podcast. This is Shu, Kai, and Brad. Hey, everybody. Co-host, Brad. Been yeah. a while since I've seen you guys. <laughs> it's been a minute or two. Um, good to be with you. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to be in the studio here at the Rockwall County Library. Not an official sponsor, but our studio nonetheless. A sponsor nonetheless. It's, yeah, not official, but a sponsor. Kind of like Launchbox is a sponsor and Dwell Camps is a sponsor. That's they don't right. even know it. Lone Star Threads, they should be a sponsor. Mm, they are. Willingness is not a requirement or no. knowledge to yeah. be considered a sponsor. Yeah. we Nike. <laughs> Nike could be a sponsor. Like, be easy now. <laughs> whoa, kind whoa, of a, whoa, whoa. Un- searcher algorithm is going to pick up on that and oh, send us a lawsuit. no. Yeah. Nike could be a sponsor, but they're probably not. Let's just say that for the legal team just got in my ear and told me to say that. So they're not. But yes, we are back and we are talking training. Um, Today's episode, we're going to talk about what is that training for mission trips, missions as a lifestyle? What does that look like? What are the essential elements of that training? But if you missed last week, you need to go back and get that last episode because there we were talking about the why why do we why is training so important what we said is that training for mission trips is maybe the most underrated part of planning that mission trip um so yeah you need to go back and get that um one of y'all want to recap why that's so important what we said basically in that so we can kind of set up today absolutely i think one of the things that came out of that that i wasn't even thinking going into that podcast was the idea that It all depends on why you want to do a mission trip. Hmm. If the reason you want to do a mission trip is to have a lasting impact on the participants and on the field, then training is absolutely necessary for that because without that training, your students don't come into it with the right mindset, with the right goals, with the right vision of why they're there, what they're going to be doing. And so you could say that small amount of training equals a small amount of impact right the less training you have the less impactful the trip is going to be now if you just if the goal of your trip is to everyone just get together and have a good time then you don't need training because you can just go to six flags six flags and Mm. accomplish that same purpose yeah everybody has a good time six flags over texas over texas yes yeah i mean that's that's just it like we're trying to be intentional about uh doing something that lasts, doing something that really, really makes a difference, both on the field and in the lives of the people that are participating. And, and that can happen uh, and by we want, accident. we want Scripture to shape our students, not just the experience. We yeah. want the Scriptures to shape them on the front end, during their trip, and after. Experiences don't – I mean, they don't really shape us. They, they're, they're great memories. We can tell stories about them. But unless you have – scripture unless you have god's word informing that it it's very hard for that to be a long-term impact experience fades but man god's word when it sinks in and people understand like kai was talking about why we do this that's that's such a big deal and so today's episode we're going to turn this and, and really tell you here's what this training ought to look like and for us 
what that means is we're kind of <laughs> in some ways we're peeling back the curtain and, and what i mean by that is if you've never been to an igo base camp or you've never done anything with us stop listening now <laughs> <laughs> this is proprietary information and you can't you know we if you've never done this, you're going to hear, here's what our training consists of. This is what we do. This is how we train students. This is what we focus on. If you're an IGO alum or you've been on IGO trips, then Stop this is going to be. Stop <laughs> listening. No? You can you're turn not, it oh, off. Okay. You can just go on with your jog and not have to worry about like stopping to laugh or whatever. But this is going to be a, a reminder of the things that we say are essential, and there's there's probably other ways and different ways that you can train students. There's uh, different ways that you can approach this. This is what we've been doing for 20 years and really it hasn't changed. Um, we've seen God use this teaching and this training that we do to create this long-term impact in the lives of students and, and really help uh, missionaries and their work, church planners on the field. It really does contribute to their work. And so we've, we've just kept doing the same thing um, we're obviously, I think, tweaking that, but we don't really change it. And this is what IGO does. This is what our training looks like. And so we're letting you into that and letting you see that. So, yeah, don't stop listening. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, they say if it ain't broke, Get, why, why try to what? try to what? improve on it? Oh, <laughs> I thought it was something mm. about give a man a fish. I think that's it, yeah. <laughs> so... IGO training begins with the core values. That's if if you know anything about our training at all, you probably that's probably what first comes to mind. And if they're more than just values. values. We didn't come up with them. We didn't make them up. We get them right. from Scripture. They're doctrines that you these Whoa. truths, true, big scary word, doctrine, truths that we see over and over and over again in Scripture. Nobody likes that word, doctrine. Mm. Why, why, like. Core value. Core value. That's what the kids like. That's what they say. Because it's doctrines in disguise. Yep. Because we're just calling them core values. They can, you could put them on a T-shirt if you wanted to. And I think we have. We should make a T-shirt like that. It says core values, and then it says doctrines in disguise. Doctrines and it has like a transformer-type logo. Yeah, transformer. You know, robots in disguise. Sarah, are Anyone? you listening to this right now? If you're listening, we just came up with your next t-shirt idea. There you go. And uh, Sponsored by Nike. We'll do, it in, we'll do it in comfort colors or shock aware, both. They're sponsors too, aren't could, they? Could be sponsors, could be sponsors, <laughs> uh, but probably not. Um, Bella Canvas, those are always comfortable. But yes, doctrines in disguise, that's the core values. And the, the truth is there's been more core values than we needed in the early days and there was not enough and then we early on five five years into this probably we fi figured out there's four core values that really are the essential part of helping a student approach a mission trip with the right understanding with the, with the right foundation these biblical doctrines that we're talking about what are these four core values that we teach at IGO somebody go first I'll take the first two Oh, that. wow. Wow. Greedy. So we always. Very presumptuous. <laughs> if, you know, you said these are the first things at base camp. Did you say something like that? Something I just said, the, I said our training it starts, starts with. with. It starts with. Yeah, so, so that, not chronologically necessarily. Not chronologically. But foundationally, right? Foundationally and so priority. Kind of the core value of the core values, if you will. Mm. And I'm sure you will. I don't know why you wouldn't. I might. 
Core value of the core values. Would be the bottom line. The mm-hmm. bottom line. The bottom line is the idea that God is all about the name and glory of Jesus being made known to among to every nation, every tribe and tongue. So when we teach this to students, we're talking about the idea of this whole thing isn't about you and your experience, right? That this trip is about us joining and aligning ourselves with God's mission. And God's mission is that the name of Jesus would be worshipped in every tribe and tongue. So at the very beginning, right, that's why we do missions. That That is the mission of the church. Um, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. So... Why would you? Why are you saying that this is the core value of the core values? Like, why is that so important? Because you can't assume students know this, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You can't assume that they, even if they know it, they may not be cognizant of it, right? The the culture tells them that to make everything they're doing about them and what mm-hmm. they're doing, right, and how that's gonna, what they're gonna be able to post on their Instagram or whatever. And I would say by far. That's the core value that turns most of them around or wakes them up is mm. that they were thinking differently in that regard, that mm. their faith journey really is about them and their experience. And, yeah. and if you get bottom line, you get everything. Yeah, right. I mean, you really do. Cause everything flows from that. If you see this, idea. this is what's ultimate. This is what God is all about, ultimately. It only makes sense to align your life to that, mm-hmm. to live for the bottom line, to live for God's glory, to live for His fame. And so... You talk about how you find your purpose in life, how you mm-hmm. find meaning to life, how you understand the world. It, it really comes from this idea of it's all about God's glory, and we live for that as well. So, and right. when when they realize this thing's gonna happen, Scripture teaches us it's it's not up for you know it's not up for luck here. We're not wondering it, it's gonna happen. Every yeah. knee will bow, every tongue will confess, and when they make that connection that I'm aligning myself with something that's going to happen, it's a done deal. And it helps them, I would say, with the second core value, which is ancient work, it helps them frame out their experience in the context of this Mm -hmm. bigger work that God is doing, Mm -hmm. right? That when you get the bottom line, you get the idea that, oh, so if this is what God has been doing, what he's been up to all along, even before I was born, then all of a sudden this trip, not only is it not about me, but whatever it is that we're doing is part of a bigger picture that I'm stepping into an ongoing work of God, right? So we teach that. We teach that, look, not only is this trip not about you, um, but you need to recognize the fact that God is plugging you in to work He's already been doing. This is kind of that hero complex, right? We mm-hmm. want to see ourselves as the hero of the story. So a lot of students come in thinking, we're going to go in and we're going to start this thing and we're going to accomplish this thing. And instead, we zoom out to about 32,000 feet, you know, Maybe 33, I don't know. 33 zoom out a little bit. and change. Yeah, yeah. 33,000. To help them see that you're stepping into a work of God. And we talk about the idea that, look, you being in this city or in this country this week is likely God's response to a prayer someone may have prayed 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, right? And that groundwork has already been laid for you to come in and be able to do what you're going to do and vice versa. While you're there, God is going to burden you for some things, and you're going to pray for some things that may not come to fruition until a year, two years, five years, ten years later, that God is going to use someone else to answer the prayers that you pray while you're there. Yeah. That, 
the american teenager when they go on a mission trip it's very easy they may never say it out loud but it's very easy for them to kind of think this thought we're taking jesus to wherever we're going like right. hey yeah we got we got jesus over here obviously he would live in texas if he was here living in the flesh still <laughs> on earth but an understandable assumption of of course and so we're going to take him to japan or we're going to take him to new york city because jesus ain't never been there so it's that idea of showing them god's at work he's like brad said he's going to accomplish this the knowledge of god's glory will cover the earth like water covers the sea and he's already at work and we're just joining in on that and so yes god's the hero he's given us a part that's significant in that and so bottom line is kind of the foundational core value and then these other ones like kai's talking about ancient work they become very practical for how you approach missions and how you approach life um all, all of it together that that next really practical one is joy the sower yeah, which I mean, is so foundational sower, it's like you're zooming in a little out from thirty-three thousand foot view down mm. to like a nineteen thousand. you still have to kind of see the bigger picture yeah but it it has a more immediate effect on your day-to-day because it shows you what you're supposed to be doing right which is sowing right sowing the seeds of the gospel sowing the seeds of the gospel talk about joy the sower brad i know you love that one well, I think, um, you know, for many of us, we grew up thinking about sharing our faith, thinking about evangelism, sharing the good news in terms of like an Olympic event. If you were able to uh, go out and pray, and you prayed over your school, and you came back, you would get a bronze medal, right? And if you were able to talk to somebody, maybe about church or maybe talk about Jesus, then you get a silver medal. We kind of consider that a silver medal event. If you were able to talk to somebody and share the gospel with them and they uh, pray the prayer and they accept Christ, then that, that's the, kind of the gold medal. That's how he saw evangelism. And, you want me to bring the national anthem in right yes, now on the and podcast? and then everybody would stand. <laughs> um, and so I think our approach is a biblical approach in that Jesus called us to sow the seeds of the gospel. He did not call us just to seal the deal or to reap. And um, he's very clear, and he talks about it in agricultural terms, that our job is to sow the seed. He does the the we water, we plant, but God brings growth. And uh, Paul teaches us that. And um, and Jesus talked about the soils. And so we we celebrate not conversions. We celebrate conversations that kids are able to have, that students are able to have. And so when you do that, I think these students begin to think, well. Evangelism, if I don't have to go for the gold medal every time, if I'm supposed to sow, I can find joy in sowing even when someone is not converted. It sets them free. Yep. It sets them free to be a part of God's work without worrying about the results that are never part of our responsibility anyway. We have no control over the results at all. Yeah, Zero. We, we use a scale negative 10 to positive 10, and negative 10 would be somebody who had never heard the gospel. Plus 10 is somebody who comes to faith. And you're going to bump into people all along that scale. And how arrogant is it of us to say, well, I'm just going to be the guy that moves people from 9 to 10. I'm not going to invest in, I'm not going to have relationships with and build relationships with people to get them from negative 2 to 0. Um, that's our calling in sowing the seeds of the gospel. You're going to have students see someone move up that scale, and we celebrate that. Yeah, you, you tell somebody it's a negative 4. Uh, you, you invest in them, share the gospel with them, and they move a little bit closer. Yeah. They move to a negative two or they move to a zero. Without this framework, you won't celebrate that. Right. You will think that 
we didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, that's all we can do, and we trust God with the results. And so that's where the joy of the sower comes from. It's celebrating those things. It's, mm-hmm. it's rejoicing that, man, God gave me a part in this thing. God right. allowed me to be a part of his work by sowing seeds in the lives of people, and I'm just going to trust that he's going to bring about those results. Yeah, that's what sets them free. Yep. So the last core value just a moment of honesty here. Like we didn't have this one there for a while, and well, it was, and then it wasn't. It was. It, it wasn't. Was yeah, we were like, that seven's too many for a t-shirt, you know. <laughs> so then we we started seeing students go on our trips. Not every student, but every now and then a student would go, and they would come back, and they would kind of. Um, look negatively towards their church because they saw church differently overseas, like a house church mm-hmm. or organic church movement. And they would come back to First Baptist whatever, and they were like, this isn't real church, you know. Mm-hmm. It's that, um, that tendency we all have to, to see our experience as the only valid way of doing things. And so we put this one back in because that's not biblical. That, that, that's not – to to disregard the church and all of its forms mm-hmm. is is totally anti what God has for us. And so we put this core value, we call it the hope of the world, based on that idea that the local church is God's plan to bring his message of hope through the gospel to the world. Like that is his plan. He, there's no Lone Ranger missionaries that are disconnected from the church that are really a part of God's plan. Like you have mm-hmm. to be connected to the church. That's what he's going to do. That's what Paul was doing. He was sharing the gospel, and then planting churches. And so that's that whole idea. The hope of the world is the church, and we want to make sure our students really, really get that. And it keeps them, like Kai mentioned earlier, the hero complex. It keeps them from thinking that way, thinking that, um, man, I can, I can, I can get this done. I, I had this experience, and the rest of my church didn't have that experience, And which when they start to talk like that and act like that, then that's arrogant. That's, that's Pharisee. Right, that in its in its rarest form is, I've I've had an experience and I saw something and I liked it better and you didn't have that experience and so I'm gonna this keeps students from doing that when we when we remind them you're a part of a bigger church here you're not a lone ranger you're not out here doing this on your own yeah there was definitely what we picked up on which led us to elevate this to core value status mm-hmm. was that elitism you're talking yep. about it was like without saying it this way I see myself now because I know these things and have seen these things, I see myself on kind of a higher level of understanding than most of these people that just live normal lives and right. just go to church. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. I'm yeah. the missions guy. Right. But yeah. we lump them back in with them in the beginning so that we don't get there. Right. We make sure they know your, your church sent you here, your church has financially supported you, your church is praying for you. And so when you go back to your church, you get back into that. Yep. And even even helping them see that without the church, mm-hmm. you're an imposter right. in God's mission. Right. Because God didn't give that mission to you as an Only. individual special Correct. forces team. Right. He right. gave right. that mission to the church. And unless you're doing it, engaging His mission as part of the church mm. and seeing it that way, you're 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 an imposter into this work. You've yep. you've not been given permission to do basically yeah. yeah it's always connected to the church every time like paul and barnabas would go out and they'd come back and report to the church that yep. sent them so it's always got to be connected so you can go out as an individual student sure you're sent by your church and you go back and you report to them because you're that's the people you're accountable to and that's that's how god plays out his mission so 
Th that's the core values, guys. That's, that's what we teach. That's the essential part of our building this missiology, this foundation for, for missions and understanding uh, God's calling on all of us is really played out in the bottom line, ancient work, joy of the sower, and hope of the world. When people ask me what IGO is, I typically tell them we are a student mission organization. That's the easiest way to describe what we do. It doesn't need a lot of explanation. But the reality is that at our core, we're really a mission training organization. We believe that giving teams biblical training regarding why we do missions, what missions are supposed to look like, how we're supposed to live on mission, that that's the secret ingredient to short-term trips with a long-term impact. And for over 20 years now, we've consistently seen God do amazing things in the lives of our students through that training. And now, our training is more available than ever before. Last year, we created an online version of our training. We took the essentials of our training for missions and we put it in video, downloadable format, so any church anywhere can use it. And when I say more available than ever before, here's what I mean. You can get our mission training course online for only $500. Now, math is not my deal, but I have a calculator to help me. If you have a mission team of 20 people, that's only $25 per person that you would need to add to their trip cost. If you train multiple teams over the next few months or years, get up to 50 people, that would only be $10 per person to train them for their mission trip and for a life on mission. So I want you to check it out. Go to igoglobal.org slash virtual to learn more about the course. We know this training can help your next short-term trip have a long-term impact. Man, go get it today. Now, back to the podcast. Now, in our last episode, we talked about, Kai talked about this difference between ministry and missions from a biblical perspective that there's all kinds of great things we can do in ministry. We can serve and just do, do all kinds of activities. Missions is making disciples. It's sharing the gospel, teaching people the gospel, teaching them what Jesus taught. And so at IGO, our training has a lot to do with the gospel. It's, we, we spend a lot of time at every training thing we do really making sure students understand the gospel. They know what the gospel is and they know how to share it. It's often one of those words that people have heard yeah. so much yeah. and used so loosely, yep. right? We talk of, we use the gospel so many times as an adjective, right? Mm -hmm. Gospel this, gospel that. Um, that if we're not careful, we can fall into a trap of not being able to answer the simple question of what, what is the gospel. Is the gospel? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe not even knowing that it's, it is a message, right? That mm. the word gospel means good news. It's a... It's a bit of information. It's a message to be shared. And so we walk through or, that. Or they may share their testimony, mm. which has very few elements of the gospel in it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, so we spent some time just talking about what is the message of the gospel. And in that session, we go pretty deep. I mean, because a lot of these students are base camps, and it depends on what students we're getting, right? Um, but typically, we go pretty deep into the idea of propitiation and what how Jesus's death actually accomplished the forgiveness of God's people mm -hmm. um, what 
what that transaction was and that sort of a thing. So we go pretty deep into the message of the gospel. And then we often will do some things on how to share the gospel as well, again, depending on the context, the team, that sort of thing. But a lot of times, especially with our overseas team, we leave a lot of that um, to the missionary because the idea is if students really grasp the core message of the gospel, what the gospel Mm -hmm. is, they then can learn how to share that. In the context of that new culture. In the opportunity yeah. or what, what what language is best. You know, there's cross-culturally, there might be some words that just don't translate the way you would want them to that come across differently. So we leave a lot of that to the specific context. But, yeah, we want them to understand very clearly what the message of the gospel is. There's a, there's a lot of reasons people would give for why they don't share the gospel. Hmm. There's fear, there's peer pressure, there's all kinds of things. But man, you hear one thread all the time. Oh, I don't, I don't know how. I don't, I don't know if I know enough to share the gospel. And so mm-hmm. we're trying to, we're trying to make sure that we teach. Here's what the gospel is. Here's what Jesus accomplished mm-hmm. on that cross, and his his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Here's what it accomplished. And you can never get too, you can never go deep enough in that. You can never explore all of that. But we're trying to teach those essential elements of the gospel and. I'm not trying to start an argument here, but people in our youth groups, students in our youth groups, people in our churches don't really know that. Mm-hmm. That it's it's a very easy to assume. Well, yeah, because that person's a Christ follower, they know the gospel, they understand the gospel, they can articulate the gospel, and so we don't want to rush past that. We don't want to just talk about methodology without talking about mm-hmm. here's what the gospel is. So we spend. Uh, quite a bit of time. Talking I'm surprised about that. at how many students that come to our trainings don't understand or have never been taught or told that God's wrath is set against them. That when you start there, there's no good news unless you know bad news. Right. And so no one ever taught them God's wrath is set against all of us. And if it were not for Christ, it would still be set against us. And so that element, that's just one of those elements that we teach um, in the gospel that really is a wake-up call. It's really cool to see a student grab a hold of it and be more eager to share it when they know, oh, there is bad news here. And so, yeah, that's it's always cool to see the light bulb go off, and they're more eager to want to share it when they're able to know that and be able to share that too. Yep. So when we talk about IGO training and we're trying to prepare a student to go on a mission trip um, and, and be effective or engage in the right way with the right attitude the right approach all those things and and even bigger than that to understand that missions is a way that god has called us to live that it's that bottom line of we're we're living on mission all the time these things that we've just talked about that's essential Um, these four core values that give a biblical foundation for missions and then here's what the gospel is and here's how to share the gospel that's the essential thing in fact our online course we're going to talk about that in a minute that's that's the online course those things putting in front of the students if you come to our base camp or we go do a training at your church or even with some of the supplemental stuff in the online course there's more to it than that there's other things that we want to cover that we think this will really set your team up for success, and this will help them translate this mission experience into all of life. And so let's talk about some of those things, that the extra things that we also include in our training. We do the team-building exercises, and it's not just so that they'll feel good about the team. It kind of breaks them out of that individualistic mindset that they come to something like this with to remember you're a part of a team. 
you're you're not going to be the one that hits the home run every time. You're not going to be the one um, that wins the day. But if if someone on your team wins, you win. And so it just really it that's kind of gears them along the same lines here. This is not about you. This is about God doing something through the church, and you're on a, a microcosm of the church. You're this little church, this little team that's moving out, and it's not about you. It's not focused on you, and um, it just kind of breaks that mindset. That's what the team building games do. But the, Brad, I know, I know you won't say I'm wrong on this, but I know you love that magic carpet because nothing teaches the team building okay, better so than let the me magic just carpet. Explain this first. Um, <laughs> magic carpet good. is the dumbest. Greatest game ever created no it's it, so great still don't even know what it teaches i mean <laughs> you we need to make brad go through the magic carpet oh i've, I've as been a through student. the magic carpet enough no you're always on the outside watching you <laughs> need makes to be a student absolutely no sense at and all. then you'll get how great this team building game really is can we give away the point and nope it's, and it's no, boring no. we gotta, we gotta yeah okay <laughs> no it's never boring it's so fun you gotta but, hold that one close to the vest yeah we we do a lot of that we we like brad said we believe that them being a part of a unified team is really really important especially when you're you're having to celebrate the success somebody yeah, else on the right. team had that you didn't right. have um it's not just that i mean yeah. it's 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 considering the feelings and experience of others and not just yourself right mm-hmm. it's no matter what you're doing it's 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 as simple as like hey if i'm gonna go split off and go to the store right around the corner i should let somebody know that <laughs> so mm-hmm. that so that someone's not worried about me it's thinking <laughs> of others and even down to you know we've got a pretty strict like no dating policy on our trips and it's for that reason it's not that we don't think some of these students should date each other in fact, we we do, and a lot of them end up. We've had a lot of Igo students get married after the fact. Igosian no wedding kidding. bells have yeah. been ringing for twenty years, right? And we celebrate that, but but what we don't want to happen is during the trip. So you're on a team of eight people. Well, and two of you are all of a sudden showing interest in each other. Well, there may be another person there that that creates jealousy in them and things like that. So it's the idea of you. you you're withholding things from yourself so that you don't become a distraction or a hindrance to others on your team. Yeah. Eight people on a team, 189, doesn't matter. No mm-hmm. dating. At right. least not until you get it <laughs> right. back at the DFW and you're going through customs. Then you can whatever. But and get engaged then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get down on one knee. So <laughs> um, what what else? There's, there's stuff we've left out of the online training because – it's not necessarily for everybody, but there's stuff that we always do at base camp or even at Launchbox, like cross-cultural training, how, mm. how important that can be. Not, not really just when you're going on an international trip, but the fact that the world is all around us all the time and there's people from different backgrounds and different cultures, having some cross-cultural training can really mm. set you up to relate to people well, invest in people well, not just share the gospel, but share life and do life with people. Cross-cultural training is a big part of what we do. Yeah, so much of it's just teaching awareness, right, of kind of like the team thing, awareness of what other people might be thinking or feeling. Like if you're in an airport and you're amongst a group of people who are 12 times louder than any other human in that airport, well, what does that communicate to those around you? Well, Mm -hmm. in some ways it communicates some disrespect and at least disregard for who they are, what their culture is, and what that communicates to to them is that you simply are there as a tourist, that you don't really care about them or aren't really there to 
engage them in any sort of meaningful way. So we do a lot of cross-cultural training because it teaches awareness and um, of how you're coming across. Um, but also even I think a lot of it teaches um, this idea that if you're going into a culture or if someone is coming into your culture, there's a whole new set of rules they have to learn. I mean, one thing we, we teach at Launchbox, which is a stateside trip, is kind of a cross, cross-cultural teaching that shows them how difficult life can be for an international, especially like a refugee, mm-hmm. to learn how to live in a context that's not their own. And so we do a lot of simulation stuff where we throw them into um, like a cross-cultural simulation where they have to learn all these ridiculous rules and navigate through this uh, kind of this maze to, to accomplish all these tasks. But in that, they're learning the frustrations and difficulties someone can face if they're living in the U.S., and having to learn how to do all these things they have no clue how to do, which should be simple tasks. Yeah, if you come to base camp, you get to experience Igosia. Igosia. We, we created a fake country years ago just for the purpose of helping students understand what it feels like to cross cultures before they actually do. So mm-hmm. they'll make their mistakes in our country. <laughs> Stress inoculation. Yes, all of it. Culture shock. Mm-hmm. You go to Igosia, you have to – you know, go through our airport, you have to go through our customs, our passport control, immigration process, you have to get on an air, airplane. Nothing is easy. Yeah, nothing's yeah, easy. Or intuitive. Uh, all of the worst experiences you've ever had traveling, and it's in Igoja. It's all in one place, and you, know, you have to exchange your money for Igo currency. Like, we do a simulation at base camp. That's why I, I wish everybody would come to base camp. We offer training in a lot of different ways, but that's the, that's the full ticket every experience of our training and there's so much of that cross-cultural simulation that it helps people when they go on a trip to another country but it, man it, it helps you prepare for life on a college campus life in the world that we live in where places where there's a lot of rain <laughs> a lot of rain when you have to stay on a porch and you can't get out yeah all the time um i, I it, it feels like something you almost don't have to say but i think you got to remind people that spiritual preparation is a huge part of training. It's not just some knowledge that you need, but mm-hmm. it's like God has to prepare your heart to really align with His purpose. And so we do that at base camp. We do that at launch box. We have worship uh, times where we're, we're singing and we're fueling up for the mission like Piper talks about, and we're sitting under the teaching of His Word so that it's, it's so much bigger than just that day. Uh, on the mission trips, we're doing devotions and training and talking about God's Word and, and, and walking through like the book of Acts in a week. Um, there's so much that could be said about spiritual um, preparation and worship and, and teaching. Just here's what God's Word says, and you don't ever want to neglect that or skip over that part. It's a big part of preparing students for this whole life on mission, for sure. Right. I mean, a lot of the the teachings we've talked about prior to this spiritual preparation bullet point or what have you is i mean they're kind of all spiritual preparation right when you're teaching someone the bottom line or these core values which again are doctrines in disguise that is spiritual preparation but i think what we mean by that is having a designated time to shift the focus from head to heart right Mm -hmm. like you've been getting all this information a lot of it's biblical but how is that impacting you your desires why you want to do this, what your goals are, what you're thinking as you approach this thing. A lot of times in that spiritual preparation, we end up talking about how you have to rely on God. 
because we're, we're training you and you're getting so much information, you start to feel like, oh, I got this, mm-hmm. you know? And so we want to remind the students, no, none of us have this. God's going to do this through us, and we're going to completely rely on him. So it's those reminders that everybody needs. So that's a big part of it. Uh, games, exercises, we try to drive this home in our training with a lot of different uh, experiential type exercises where they get it you know tactile even tactile um tangible mm. where they they have to accomplish something like we just talked about magic carpet we've we've had all Which kinds there of are games actually, there are tiles <laughs> on the magic carpet they're tiles so, so tactile if it's not tactile i don't know what is yeah and it, we've had games that didn't didn't make the cut for all time like the hula hoop game that ac oh, taught us like, man that was crazy but like one way in one way out has stood the test of time find mm-hmm. a dollar like these experiential type things that they give you these they give you these aha moments yep. mm-hmm. that kind of solidify some of the other teachings i didn't know i was thinking that way you know yep. they, you see the light bulbs i didn't know that i was that frustrated and y'all just proved that i was yeah, and I would say it, it's an emergency situation. <laughs> it is an emergency. I, I hear <laughs> if that. Someone man. has that mindset. Our studio is not quite soundproof. <laughs> uh, That's an ambulance, folks. Our sponsor, the Rockwall County Library, is not soundproof our studio rooms yet. So, yeah, we are picking up some extra noises here. But uh, this training, man, it, the best way for you to get this training for your students is to come to one of our base camps. In fact, we just come on one of our trips and we'll do all of it from start to finish. But there's other ways. Uh, base camp, we get it. That's the full meal deal of our training. But there's a couple of other ways that we can kind of bring this training to you. Um, one of those ways is literally us coming with a small team to your church and doing like a half day, very focused training to prepare your teams. However many teams you have will come in. It's kind of, it's it's a cost effective way to do it because we'll, we'll charge basically around $50 per person for us to travel down there and come and train your students. But last year we introduced something brand new. I wanna make sure you know about it. Kai's gonna talk about our online training course because this is the, by far the most cost effective way for you to get, get this training. Cost-effective and efficient, right? Yeah. Um, it's something you can purchase one time, you know, have that program downloaded and printed off or whatever um, available to you so that at any point, I mean, you throw together a mission trip or maybe you plan this ahead of time that you you know you're going to be sending a small team and you don't want to mess with adding 50 bucks to everybody, bringing us in, that sort of thing. Um, you can just set aside a half a day to walk through this training with them. You're gonna get those core values we covered. You're gonna get what is the gospel. Um, And then I think we're gonna add potentially a few more. Yeah, we're working on that. Yeah, and so basically the the core things we do at base camp, core values and what is the gospel. um, It's not just that, you get a schedule, you get discussion questions, you get everything you would need to pull off our training, including little videos of us teaching those core values. to, uh, to help equip your team before they go. And that's only $500. You pay that one time, and you can use it for however many teams, however many years you want. And I would just add, you know, a church that's doing any sort of mission effort. You know, it doesn't have to be an international trip, um, any local trip, any sort of mission effort that your church, and even for adults, this isn't so student-specific that uh, adults wouldn't love it and enjoy it and get a lot out of it. And so... Anybody in your church and any mission effort would benefit from going through this training. Yeah, that that online training course, 
it's for anybody. Yep. It, it's it's focus on the teaching, all that crazy Igosian stuff. We, we, we don't reproduce that there, but there are some of the exercises, some of the games are included in the PDF so that you can lead your team through it. But, man, you, you can literally bring the whole church in and train them for a life on mission and for their next mission trip by using that. It's push and play. And I'll even throw this out there. If you order before June 1st, 2022. Okay. I will send you, me personally, what? the instructions for how to pull off magic carpet. Oh, I mean, if this thing yes. just has your interest peaked to yes. the point where you have to know what this game is Trust and why us. it's so great, despite what Brad has said, <laughs> exactly, you can find out. We're canceling Brad. Just email me, I'll get his, you a better game. Because of his views on magic carpet, he has now been canceled. <laughs> and yeah, we'll, we'll tell you how to pull that off. It's a great team building game. And uh, yeah. June 1st, Kai's going to send you those instructions. We'll even send you like some t-shirts from IGO mm. and maybe a hoodie, which, you know, those are produced by our partner and sponsor, sponsor Lone yeah. Star Threads. So we'll Long send you some sponsor. quality stuff made by Shockaware or Comfort Colors or maybe even Champion. Champion could be one of our sponsors. Making a comeback. Yep. Making a comeback like none other, like the fanny pack. Like the QR code. That'll never make a comeback. The QR code made a comeback like crazy during that uh, Not the, the that fanny virus pack. thing. Yeah, the fanny pack. Fanny oh, pack, yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing that's going to make a we'll comeback. Catch those on me. What? More teaching on our core values. More teaching on our core values. In we're, episodes to come. Yeah, we're going to walk you through like we just – Skim the surface of each core value in this one, but we're going to go deep and some episodes coming up on each core value so that you, man, it'll help you uh, help you live on mission and it'll help you prepare your students to do that as well. But check out our training, igoglobal.org. Uh, check out LaunchBox. Check out our trips. Come partner with us. Let us help you. Um, reach out to us if you want us to come train your mission teams. We are, we're ready to serve you, serve the local church, make him famous creating short-term missions with a long-term impact. Thanks for tuning in. Brad. Share this podcast. Share it. Kai. See y'all next week. Subscribe. Something. Hit that button. I don't even know. Uh, Yeah, this is the Live on Mission podcast. Thanks for listening.